The young mother next door has been Instagramming about the renovation of the century-and-a-half-year-old mansion she and her husband bought a year or so ago. It's a monstrous project. The three-story brick had been converted into a half-dozen or more apartments and terribly abused over the last few decades. Its former grandeur turned shabby. I read her most recent Keyway Terrace post about how she fell in love with Aubin Street. It struck an immediate chord in me. My introduction to Aubin Street came in 1975. A recent SIUE journalism school graduate, I landed a job at the Belleville, Illinois News Democrat. The St. Clair County Courthouse, begun in 1859, two years before the Civil War began, had just been torn down to make way for a new courthouse. The fight over tearing down the old courthouse led to an historic preservation movement to protect older buildings in Belleville. The movement soon focused on Aubin Street, with its several architecturally significant older homes. As the newspaper's city beat reporter, I covered the movement. Many in city government dismissed the idea as a bunch of little old ladies fighting progress. But the little old ladies and their supporters persisted. I interviewed and wrote news stories about several Auburn Street residents, including Ed Locks, who worked as a pressman for the News Democrat, and of course lived next door to the Keyway Terrace, or the Keyhole House, as it's sometimes called. I also interviewed the Chapmans, who lived across the street. They had an antique store in the carriage house behind the main house. Colonel and Mrs. Chapman were vocal supporters of the historic district concept. The News Democrat editorially endorsed the concept and allowed me to write an editorial in favor of it. I fell in love with the Chapman home and its tastefully decorated Victorian theme. As a poverty-stricken newspaper reporter, my salary wasn't much more than I'd made eight years earlier, working in the Caterpillar Tractor Company factory in Montgomery, Illinois. So I didn't dare dream of ever living on the street. Luckily for me, the city editor and I got into a disagreement, and the Belleville News Democrat fired me. Ten months later, I started law school, and the rest, as they say, is history. Ten years' worth of history. When Annette and I got married, I owned a century-old brick German street house in Columbia. It's since been torn down. She owned a brick modern ranch house on the west end of town. Her house was closer to the courthouse and our office, so I moved into her house and eventually sold mine. We knew we wanted an older brick two-story closer to her mother's house on East D Street. So we started looking. We were looking for a two-story center hall colonial when 301 Aubin Street came up for sale. We immediately scheduled an appointment to tour it. It wasn't a center hall colonial, but I fell in love with the oak wainscoting. We immediately wrote a contract on it, but the owners who were downsizing to a condo needed six months to finish building the condo. We agreed. For the next six months, we drove past it countless times, admiring our soon-to-be home. That November, with Annette pregnant with Alex, we moved in. 
I, as would happen so many times in the next 30 years, was away with the Army National Guard, while Annette supervised a crew of friends with pickup trucks who got us moved. With the home came the architectural blueprints from its construction in 1914, and even some of the bills for materials. A few years later, we acquired the original owner's wedding gift china. The Royal Dalton Blue Willow, with its gold trim, sits in the glass-doored butler pantry today. Our home was built as a wedding gift for Herman Wonglin and his bride by his parents, who owned and lived in what is now called the Keyway Terrace home next door. Fortunately, other than installing wall-to-wall carpeting, little had been done to mar our home's original beauty. After Alex was born, Annette and I set out removing the wall-to-wall carpeting. We spent hours on our hands and knees pulling carpet tacks. In 1990, then-Mayor Rich Brower appointed me to the City Historic Preservation Commission, the same commission that I'd written the editorial in favor of 15 years earlier. I served on the commission until 2000 as chair or vice chair for eight of those ten years. We were the kids on the block when we moved in. Thirty-five years later, with Fern, who's lived in the Center Hall Colonial across the street since the 1950s, we're now the old hands. The block has seen good times and some bad times. With the generational turnover, and young people's desire to live in and near city centers, the century-old grand dames of Auburn Street are now blessed to have a half-dozen young couples with children renovating, renewing, and loving the architectural masterpieces from yesteryear. On the foggy spring nights, the old cobblestones glisten under the wrought-iron street lamps, and you can almost see Abraham Lincoln striding up to Gustav Kerner's door, to seek political advice from the man who would nominate him for president at the 1860 Republican Convention. The river of history waters the spring crocuses of Auburn Street. This is Bill Enyart with Reflections from the River. You can email me at bill at billenyart.com. That's B-I-L-L at B-I-L-L-E-N-Y. A-R-T dot com. Thanks for listening.